0: It's episode eighty. Hello, my name is Brandon. Joining me tonight, um, remotely, is John Marthaler. Hi, John.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Hi, and Clarence Swamptown.
1: What's up, fuckers?
0: We don't have um, Stu here tonight. He's busy at his job. Um, very sarcastic air quote because he's actually drinking at a concert. Um, but we're going to have John do a little role playing uh, and act as if he is Stu. So, John, do you have a, can you do a Stu impression for us? Hey, sports buddies.
1: <laughs>
0: not bad. Really enthusiastic. Um, that's good. Now I'm just going to not talk for an hour. Yeah. That's my Stu impression. Yeah, exactly. Go up to the bar. See you later. Um, yep i got to go mow the lawn, guys. We mostly have <laughs> just sad things to talk about. There hasn't been a whole lot of good developments in Minnesota sports since we last checked in. So um, since Stu was uh, uh, going to be gone, we asked him to write up a few hot takes to share with us. And we haven't heard these yet, so John's just going to read them off from his email. Uh, John, can you do us the honors and um, let us let us know what Stu wants to talk about?
1: Yep. Effectively, I am Stu, so... What okay. I say from now on, I'm still. Oh, there's okay. two.
2: Okay, so there's a Cl- the Clash album from 1978. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk
1: a little bit about Mick Fleetwood <laughs> on the third Fleetwood Mac album.
0: It's really when he hit his peak. He was doing the optimal amount of cocaine at that point because he was just getting into it. The first one. Sixty-five
1: minutes to talk about.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: All right. Which of my predictions is more likely to happen: the Vikings making the playoffs or the Wild missing the playoffs?
0: More likely to happen. So right now, um, the Vikings are four and five, and they've beaten.
2: They have no chance to make the playoffs. Four well, shitty teams, easy, right? The, the Wild missing the playoffs. The right now, if the season ended today, the Vikings would be out of the playoffs, yep. and so would the Wild. Uh-huh. That's true. So, what, why is? I think the Wild missing the playoffs is the more likely. Yeah, but the the season doesn't end today. No, no, it does Well, wait. uh, No, it doesn't. Wait a minute. Just checked. Okay. Uh, Vikings are a bad team. Mm -hmm. The Wild are a good team, but in a difficult conference and uh, are slumping. So that's my answer.
0: There's a – 3% three percent chance the there's a yeah three percent chance the Vikings make the playoffs is that right
2: no I don't That's think it's that high generous
0: even generous okay okay so a lot of weird shit can happen in football and then there's sure. a what percent chance the wild miss the playoffs there's a decent chance there right
2: fifty yeah, percent chance
0: wow we're already down to a coin flip yikes boys,
2: yikes. I think that's being pessimistic. I'd say a th- one in three chance. Because yeah, I've, rose... watched,
1: I've watched this last week of Wild Hockey, and the word I like to use is optimism.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know Clarence. He's like the most rose-colored glasses, sunshine personality of anybody I know. So it makes total sense what he still thinks. That's you. Just Johnny happy. Optimism. Happy-go-lucky. Um, okay, well, that's um, that's a decent... Hot take. We got through that in nine seconds. What else does Stu got for us? Is that it? That's
1: all we have to say about that? I think so. Man, Stu is disappointed in us, even though. All right, next item. On Saturday, the Gophers will A. Win going away, B. Win by a hair, C. Lose in agonizing fashion, D. Play well but lose by 10, or E. Get drilled. And Stu, ooh, Stu has a take on this. Stu is going with B, win by a hair. He's sticking with optimism.
0: My God. Who are you people?
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, the Gophers are going to get drilled on Saturday. There's not a lot to that. Ohio State is really good. The Gophers lost to Illinois.
0: Yeah, but that's their worst. I mean, they also played a bunch of good games. You can't assume. I mean, you obviously can assume, and you do assume, that they're going to play their very worst again. But um, they... How much did they lose to TCU by? 14, right? Or they 10?
1: Lost by 23 to TCU and were never, ever in the game.
0: So is Ohio State better than TCU?
1: Ohio State is better than... Well,
0: They're no. both pretty similar. Ohio
1: State is not better than TCU. They are not better than TCU.
0: And Ohio State is 14-point favorites. Is that right? 14 and a half, something like that?
1: Yes. Yeah, in that neighborhood. Sure. I say that like I know what the line is. I thought I
2: heard 12. So I, mean, I could be wrong. I, I know it opened
0: at 14, but it usually moves a few points uh, in one direction. So, yeah, I could totally see it being down to 12 now because they played pretty well. So, hmm, odds are that they lose by, yeah, 10 to 12 points. Like
2: they are going with D. Yeah,
1: I think D is probably right now that I think about it. Cause it D, D is a dog. It's yep. going to be cold and windy enough that it won't be – It'll be impossible to do anything. It might be three to nothing.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they they seem solid enough. Um again, now this is gonna not be right, but they seem solid enough to at least not have absolute embarrassing blowouts. That's one difference than than years past for again. the most they part. Yeah, but that wasn't like a blowout, right?
1: Well, no. losing to Illinois is a blowout.
0: <laughs> Just in any in any fashion. Yeah.
1: If you if you if Illinois scores more points than you do that's a blowout. You've been blown out by Illinois.
0: You know, John, you became a very um, um, spoiled gopher football fan in a hurry to have one bad loss, and you're already well, like, always- oh, fuck this. This is bullshit. Like, it's just one bad loss.
1: You, you, you can't take my anger and pretend that it's any different than the anger that I felt about gopher football since I was a small child. It's been the same all the way along. Well, why just, was – no, well, when, when you when they sucked. sucked. The
2: same anger. No, when they sucked losing to Illinois, why would that make you angry? That was like, well, they beat just one more loss.
1: That is a question that I'm not prepared to answer. <laughs> well,
2: okay. You mean emotionally or physically make, or what?
1: Why do sports make me angry? Oh, that's a that is well, a no well, bottom.
2: That's a dude. Why do when you have low expectations to begin with, why would when those expectations are met, why would you get angry?
1: See, you guys should know by this point in the podcast that my expectations are never ever as low as they should be. I say they are. I try to tell myself they are, but they're yeah. always always sky high.
0: You're very self-aware of your irrationalness.
1: I'm just the worst.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you are the most pessimistic and optimistic at the same Why time within the same brain. There's
1: there's absolutely no reason that I should have any hopes about any Minnesota sport. And yet, my hopes are always as high as they
2: could possibly be. Well, th- you sticking with E, or are you going down to D with no, us? I'm going. I'm going down you're to hit D the D. Can- that makes. <laughs> you want to sit on the D with us?
0: Yeah, cool. Come join us. We're we're both on the D. There's plenty Just of room for more. Here,
2: sitting on the D. <laughs> feel okay. good. I got.
0: I got. I'm pretty wrapped around this D. <laughs> I
2: feel pretty good about. it feel pretty good about the d what do you think john i feel pretty
1: good about the d as well
2: you want the d all right we're all got the d
0: we all want it the thing that was odd to me about maybe it was just john you and your brother but um you don't give it's not like i don't know When when they lost to illinois my point of view was well i mean they're not They've already had a bunch of really good wins. This, uh, this was bound to happen at some point. You guys immediately went to, we shouldn't ever lose any of these games, and this is bullshit. They lost the one game. It's like there were still so many other good ones. Can't you just be like, yeah, this was going to happen. They're not perennial national
1: contenders.
0: But you which guys was like, oh, fuck are we talking this. about
1: here? Before the Iowa game, which good wins are we talking about? Michigan's not a good win. Michigan's te- Michigan is terrible.
0: I mean, they handled their business, though. They handled it's their, still business, Michigan, they, they handled the their business. That's what I'm Suddenly saying. Suddenly,
2: the golfers are so good that beating Michigan nope, is like, doesn't count. Ah, meh,
0: doesn't count. No, nope, fuck it. They're
2: no good. It's so no. weird to
0: me. Like, why don't you just go, hey, that man, this, this program seems to be decent, and of course, they're going to have some bad wins here and there. They're not going to go undefeated, but yeah, that sucks. They lost Illinois. Go get them next time.
1: I feel like this podcast is starting to degenerate into a therapy session for me where we start talking about why I believe the horribly irrational things that I do. Let's take it back to your childhood. Like
0: did, did you lose a pet at a young age, John? Is that the deal? Uh,
1: no, I didn't.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. No, well, that's fine. Um, okay, so I think that we are also, I watched
1: a lot of Vikings football as a young child. Does that count for anything? That's like losing a pet.
0: That's like watching your... Uh, getting a new puppy every Saturday and watching it get run over by a different car every single Sunday
1: every fall the Vikings kill my dog
0: just 16 dead dogs in the fall that's the Vikings that's about right um that is a are we looking you're looking forward to the game though right like you're interested this is going to be like I don't know for
1: sure I'll be there I'm there every week
0: Oh, you're going to be there in attendance. It's going to be a, a nice uh, balmy 12 degrees for the game.
2: You're, you're there every week. Are you there on games when they don't play at the at TCF? Do you just... anyway? Got a viewing Hang party on.
1: in the club room. I,
2: I go. What really?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> I knew that I was crazy enough that you guys wouldn't know whether you or not. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to
0: question it. I was like, "Yep, moving so, on." Well, that sounds That about sounds right.
1: like John. All right.
0: Yeah. Do all right, we so want we're to, all on the D. We're all on the D. Do we want to take a couple minutes to um bask in the glory that was last Saturday's game? That was amazing. God, that,
2: that was it was absolutely amazing. Blood. Yeah, it was
1: There there have been very few games I can remember where everything just went right for the Gophers. There, there was. was there was a 1999 game against Iowa that went the exact same way. Of course. I remember one against Indiana about 2007. Never forget it. Purdue a couple years ago when it was freezing at game time and Purdue just wanted to go home. You take the words that of out of games... mouth. I was just
0: going to mention that Purdue game.
1: <laughs> it was just one of those games where they could do no wrong and Iowa could do no right, and it was just wonderful. Every single moment of of that whole game was wonderful. Yeah, it sure I was. I wasn't unhappy for any of it. That's how all football games should be. It would be nice if it if it were
0: like that. It probably is for other schools. I wonder how long this uh, this is going to last with uh, with the kill era. Does it seem like he's creating something that's going to keep getting better and better, or is this like, it seems like this is the program he's created, like pretty solid? Don't really beat themselves very often. Can take advantage of mistakes. Good defense. Good running. That sort of offense. I don't really have much gauge on like where where this could go from here or what the, what his ceiling is.
1: Well, I don't. It would be foolish to say that his ceiling is they're going to compete with Ohio State every single year because right. they're going to be the new dominant program of the Big Ten West. But there's no reason they can't be Wisconsin or Iowa. That's perennially pretty good.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, because he doesn't seem like he's a um, a Mike Leach, Kevin Sumlin type crazy origin uh, innovator. Good or good for good or. You know, better or worse, so he doesn't seem to be that type, he just seems like more of a yeah, like more of a solid, decent program, well coached. Umbr's sort of...
1: offense wouldn't be entirely out of place in nineteen eighty one. They line up with the quarterback and the shotgun, but then they run off tackle. Right. All they really need to do is line up two split backs back there and just run the beer. And I think Jerry Kill would be pretty happy with that. He seems like that kind of guy.
0: Have all of his have all of his teams been like that since like um, wherever? Eastern well, Illinois, Southern Illinois?
1: I thought I thought his teams threw a lot at Northern Illinois, but I don't know that for a fact. I didn't follow the I didn't follow the MAC closely at the time. I still don't. You don't? I say that like there was a time in my life when I was busy watching Ohio play Toledo every every Tuesday night when the MAC games are on, but that's not accurate. You I could
0: convince me pretty easily you did that.
1: Yeah, Matt Limegrover, the offensive coordinator, seems like a real throwback guy. So.
0: Okay, so this is good news. I don't news think they though.
1: ever. I don't think they ever ran the old oop de oop. Anywhere they've
0: been. Okay. This all is, right.
1: This is real college football expertise that's shining through.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. This is what people tune in for. This is why we have the seventeen listeners that we have.
1: Yeah. Hey Wade, what's going on? What's up? Okay, good. So we
0: are all sticking with the D. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
1: Clarence, are you still watching the US versus Japan baseball game? I am. And did you actually did I actually hear a mild curse word
2: escape you? <laughs> I almost watched Salvador Perez almost hit the fucking left fielder with a when a guy tried to steal second base <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't even come close to throwing it to second base. <laughs> Holy shit. Where were you throwing it? Where were you throwing? You threw it where the shortstop stands.
0: That guy needs a rest. What is wrong with
2: him? I know it. He caught like a hundred and fifty-five games this year. Now he's over in fucking Japan, and I'm surprised his arm just didn't fucking hammer toss out into the right field
1: bleachers. He's a great. How much are they paying Salvador Perez for him to go over to Japan after the season? He just hadn't played more. Oh, baseball? Who the hell? You couldn't pay me enough.
0: It's amazing. He's a perfect example, though, of like. How much credit you get just for playing, even if you're terrible? Yeah, but he's out there. He's out there every single game. What a gamer! He's just a really bad baseball player, but still, people still like yeah. him. He's so the opposite Perez? of Jumar. Yeah.
1: No,
2: Perez is good. He's, oh, he he's he's good. good
0: overall, but he was in a terrible slump. I think most of the playoffs he was. He was, yes, he was like that He was. I think three fifty OPS. That
2: is the he wore down theory. Yeah. When when you have a catcher that catches one hundred and fifty plus games in a season. Um, the people that have the you can't wear catchers down that much theory they they won that
1: one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good argument against catching yeah. every day.
0: Are there any arguments for it? Are there any guys who just thrived playing a lot of
2: the arguments for it are when you have a guy like Drew Butera on your bench and you say, all right, we are better off with Salvador Perez, even completely worn down and at uh, like 30% than playing Drew Butera <laughs> on 60 days rest.
0: Yeah. Give him as many roids as possible. It's still not working. Like you still suck. <laughs> no, he's oh my God. Great
2: guy. Great haircut. Hell of a Lovely. guy. Cannot hit.
0: Bad at baseball. It's the only bad quality, which is unfortunate because it's his profession.
2: Yeah, it is unfortunate. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. Okay, the D for all of us. Give us all the D. Do we have any more from Stu?
1: Oh, we do have more from
0: Stu. Oh, great.
1: The best part of this whole email that he sent me was that he listed everything out, not with bullet points, but with ITEM in all caps.
0: Oh, this is, (laughs) yeah, that that is a Stu thing for sure. I love that. What a guy.
1: Yep. Item. The Vikings beat two bad teams and have two weeks of rest. The Bears are a garbage fire made out of spent uranium and poop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't everyone else think this absolutely
2: means the Bears are going to win on Sunday? Yes, it, it's Stone Cold Lock. Jimmy the Greek, Stone Cold Lock.
0: There's no way that they lose this
2: 1987 game. 1987 NFL, NFL, NFL pregame. Touchdowns. Jimmy the Greek, Stone Cold Lock. Fucking take all your money, bet it on the Bears.
0: Yeah, win in doubt, plan on the team Doing the opposite of what they did for the past couple of weeks in football. That's just how it works. Like everybody yeah. in the world thought that uh, what Roethlisberger threw six touchdowns two consecutive weeks. Like, oh, this is a really big week for him, and he went out and um, took a dump at, on the fifty yard line all game against the Jets, who are awful. Like, it just, it's just that's going to happen. So,
2: and Mark Sanchez looked awesome.
0: Yeah, I think right, that I'm Chip Kelly about the has Eagles. Jesus t-
2: Becker. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um i'm losing my effing mind <laughs> yeah yeah you really are it's all done now. losing it guys chip I'm kelly has it. figured out
0: a way to be a, the system that doesn't lose doesn't matter who is actually his quarterback which is amazing that that's like to me <laughs> the most amazing thing in the world like can you put mark sanchez in and, and still kick the shit out of a team and they did it that's unbelievable I don't
1: I don't think we talked enough about the fact that he started out with Nick Foles, who was not a good college quarterback at Arizona, coming in and becoming one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: He had like 30 touchdowns and three interceptions or some crazy bullshit like that. So it's perfect. So you don't have to worry about drafting or pit, you know what I mean? Like You can just have anybody come in and find these guys that are wide open.
1: It's Wouldn't that actually be awesome, though, to have your team's quarterback not matter? Like have the Vikings
2: Bridgewater goes down,
1: oh, we'll just put in ponder, and it'll be the exact same result.
2: Would't it be awesome to have an innovative offense? <laughs> yeah at any level? yeah, ex- it be an
1: awesome to see a play other than a draw play on third down
2: be amazing, um, be amazing.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how many of my dad's criticisms of Bob Schnelker are also also apply to Norv Turner. It's basically <laughs> my entire childhood happening over again.
2: Uh that was the last innovative offense we had was back when Jerry Burns was. I mean, that, the West Coast offense, Jerry Burns was the you know architect of that, basically.
0: You guys know my feelings on this. I don't think the offensive coordinator means a whole lot. I think it's coach, head coach, and quarterback. That's all it is. I mean, I don't even know what – I mean, how do you know that what's-his-face – Teddy Bridgewater isn't changing the play or auto-bullying or whatever, most of the time anyway. We don't know whose play calls these are, right? We don't. So I think that Norv's a Norv is definitely not a great mind. I mean, we've looked at his past however many years and he doesn't do a whole lot with his offenses, but I also think like I don't know. I just don't think that he matters as much as Zimmer, which is a you know, obviously an issue. He's we never coached him. an offense before.
1: You think Mike Zimmer matters more to the Vikings offense than Norv Turner?
0: Uh I think he should.
2: But you know, he you're you've lost your Yeah. Now no, I thought I lost my mind thirty seconds ago. The coach <laughs> You're cuckoo for Coco The coach, You've lost it.
0: Zimmer's in charge of Turner. Zimmer is more responsible for this than Turner. If he's saying, I'm not going to have any responsibility.
2: <laughs> what <you> <laughs> So then ultimately Ziggy Wolf really is in charge of the <laughs> offense. And when we really get down to it, Roger Goodell is really in charge of the Vikings offense.
0: Roger Goodell Ultimately, is President not. President
2: Obama is in charge of the Vikings <laughs> offense.
0: Okay. Okay. So Obama is the manager of Goodell, who's the manager of Wilf, who's the manager of. Okay. Well,
2: and and That's really, little... if you want to get down to it, the Priory of Scion is really who's in charge of the Vikings offense because they control the whole universe.
0: Oh yeah, clearly and we know that.
2: Let's talk d- about. Uh, it doesn't take long part. to connect
0: those dots. It takes two seconds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mike Zimmer, who has never coached offense a day in his life. It ultimately basically just said, "I'm hiring Norv Turner because I've never been a head coach before, and I want an offensive coordinator that's done it before and has experience." That's on him. That's Zimmer's
0: fault for doing that. It's his (laughs) offense. It's his team.
2: That's fine that it's his fault, but it doesn't mean he's the one calling the play on two and eight.
0: I don't know who's calling that play. I'm assuming it's Turner. (laughs)
2: It's (laughs) (laughs) North (laughs) Turner. Nobody is. You're the only person who doesn't know that.
0: No, no, no. I'm not saying he's not calling the initial play. I'm just saying I don't know what responsibility of this is on audibles, on the fact that he's calling something else and they change and you know Bridgewater doesn't follow through with it, or he has to call this because he doesn't trust his offensive line. I mean, there's so many different factors. I think it's borderline insane to be like, Oh, I know I know the problem here. It's Norv Turner. It's the offensive coordinator. That's crazy to right. me. There's so many me- different people, personnel, whatever, that it's just to me, I think you guys are not Rubes, but it's the number one ultimate Rube thing is to blame the offensive coordinator or ask for the backup quarterback to be put in. Those are Rube moves as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, let me let me lay out the responsibilities that Norv has when the Vikings offense is on the field and the responsibilities that Mike Zimmer has when the Vikings are on
0: I'm, the not field. He, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not Norv,
1: saying... Norv's role is to call the plays. Yep. Zimmer's role is to hold the challenge flag and decide whether they call timeout in the last two minutes of the half. Okay. Now, I, can, I guess I don't want to be a Rube So I'm going to leave it to you And I'm going to leave it to our 17 listeners to Decide which of those roles is most important But I know which way I'm leaning
0: So you don't think Zimmer old... So Zimmer just goes I have no idea how to run an offense uh, You guys can just do whatever you want You don't think he's involved with any of the game planning beforehand Any of the personnel decisions Any of those things at all You think he's just going ah fuck it because Then he should just be the defensive coordinator you don't think he has any impact on the offense. It's half his job, by the way. 50% of his job, he just goes, eh, I don't know. Not my thing. That's insane. He has to have more to do and more say in this than than anybody because it's his job. I'm
2: just going to keep you here. I'm gonna even, I'll give you a shovel. You just keep... You just keep digging.
0: So we're talking about two different things. You guys, I mean, actually, we're not talking about two different things. I agree that obviously, like, within the game situations and play calling, I know who's calling the plays. But in terms of overall overall responsibility, there's more than just play calling, right? And don't you think Zimmer has a lot to do with that? Or are you seriously saying if Zimmer went, I don't know what I'm doing on offense, nor have you run with the entire thing, I don't know. Maybe I'll see you in meetings. That's what you think his responsibility is? what you're
2: asking is, okay, uh, Brandon Fusco got hurt. Mike, who do you think we should plug in at right tackle this week? We've got our options are X, Y, and Z. Who do you think is our best bet? And then we're leaning towards this, but we'd like to hear your thoughts, Mike. Yeah, and then here's his thoughts. I like what uh this guy does here there and yeah, they'll take but again on second and eight, Mike should we be calling a jet sweep? here or a screen pass. I I don't really think when it comes down to the actual play calling, what, what what am I missing here?
0: I think that when Zimmer goes, you know what? This is not really my thing. I'm going to have somebody else do it. And we all just take that at face value and go, okay, well then you get 0% of the blame. I have to think that during the week, what he's spending 60, 70 hours. I have to think he's spending 30 hours on the offense and 30 hours on the defense or something like that, and some special teams, whatever. I don't think that he is just clearly washing his hands and going, it's all on you, Narv. This is 100% your job. That's weird to me. He's got a defensive maybe coordinator, right? Maybe
2: after the right? games, maybe during the week he's saying something like, I'd like to see you get Cordell Patterson more involved in the offense. What are your ideas for doing so? Is that a compromise we can reach?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I just think it's it's just weird to me that we have decided that because Zimmer has said he's not any good at it.
2: You think he comes like, no, here's, I wrote up some plays, Norv. he's the plays I'd like to see you try. Like he's Schmidt And he's on a bar napkin. You have know, bunnies. <laughs> no. I don't, like, I don't know. I've never, he's,
0: I guess I've never really thought about what a, a head coach actually does as compared to his coordinators. But I assume he's, I don't know, maybe he's... Yeah, talking more about personnel or looking at game film with them or learn, or discussing technique or how to better block schemes, whatever. I have no idea. I'm just saying like.
2: I don't know. What I do know is you're the first person that's ever blamed the offense on Mike Zimmer. And I blame the special teams
0: on Mike Zimmer, the offense, and the defense. The coach is everything in football. We're, who are we giving credit to the the Eagles offense and defense? It's Chip Kelly. It's his team. Same with Belichick's yeah, but, offense. Even though Belichick's uh, defensive mind, when their offense does well, I'm not going. Good job, Josh McDaniels. I'm saying that's Belichick's team. He is doing something right. Whether he has that guy sort of um, carry out his mission, it's still his mission. It has to be.
2: The, the cheating is def. No, that's his.
0: So who's mission. okay? So if they were cheating, and I mean when they were cheating, um, and let's say they were only and looking are. at like the, the defensive teams, whatever, right? Are you going to say it's the offensive coordinator who was helping coordinate that cheating and whatever? No, it's Belichick that did all of it, right?
2: Belichick did it. Yeah, Belichick because he's the coach. He's the head
0: of the organization. He matters more than anybody else. He and Brady are that organization, and it's the same with everything. And then I think that it's weird that we agree on that for most teams, and then we go to the Vikings and we go, oh, it's North Turner. It's like it's. I don't
2: think that. Bill, I don't think that Mike Zimmer has as much involvement in the offense as Bill Belichick does in New England. I think they're two completely different situations.
0: And that's unacceptable. To who? To Brandon (laughs)
1: Braxie. Right? (laughs) So so now what?
0: I'm protesting.
1: (laughs) All right, Mike. Brandon says, now I need you to do this thing that you haven't done your entire career. Yeah. I want you to go out there and learn to coach offense, even though there are 150 people more qualified to coach the offense. Now, granted, you did not hire one of those 150
2: people. Yeah. So that's on you. But, but Brandon watched Bill Belichick do it, who may be Belichick. the greatest NFL coach in the game. And Chip Claire Kelly. I don't think so, because he's a cheater. And but, Chip Kelly. Uh everybody else does. Yeah. And his other
1: comparison is Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. who literally whose only involvement with the Eagles defense is literally going to make a fart noise on every when anybody mentions it. You guys Chip, are, what are so you doing weird.
0: You just think that Chip Kelly Chip doesn't Kelly pay attention to defense.
2: He's
1: the fucking head Eagle
2: coach amounts of defense, defensive players on the Eagles. You guys are I, just which is zero.
0: Lapdogs of the media. There's no fucking way.
2: Me- Lapdogs <laughs> <laughs> of the media. Yeah. You just I bel- spent half my day Yelling at the media about North Turner. it has been literally and by the eight media, hours a day the media on the internet. Rand. Yell, well, Rand and what? Chip.
0: Chip oh, Kelly has God. an innovative offense. So you oh, and Chip you Skagas. see some you see some quotes about Chip Kelly's offense, and you assume that all he does is sit and draw up plays on his napkin, and that's his job as coach. No, he's got specialty, well, he's got He's in charge of the organization too. Like he is in charge yes. of the organization, and Zimmer is in charge of his entire team. Just because he's better at defense does not mean that he gets a pass and doesn't have to worry about your mind. half of his team.
2: Lost your mind. Cool, cool, cool.
0: So if you're ahead of an organization what was the original question? and your what was website up? is terrible, and you're the CEO, you go. I'm so, I'm not really a website guy. Let's go talk to the guy who's the head of that. Don't blame that's me for this. That's what I guys. do. Don't about blame the sportive.
2: Me. Yes, that's exactly what I do. But you're not you're not
0: responsible. Thank God for the sportive. We would all have been sued into oblivion at this point. That's a good point. So if you're running an organization, you are responsible for it. So for Zimmer to. I don't think he's doing this. You guys think he is. But for him to just be like, yeah, I'm not really into, I'm not really okay, into the whole offense thing, that's insane to me that you guys actually believe that that's the case. And if it is the case, then there's no way he should be running an organization. That's my point.
1: I disagree. Now, why don't you just hire him confused. for a defensive
0: coordinator then? If he doesn't know how to run a, an organization... No.
1: We're getting two things confused here. Of course, we're angry that he hired Norv Turner to be his offensive coordinator. We talked about it a lot at the time. Uh-huh. But when it comes to calling draw plays on third and twenty-one, that's only on Norv. I'm not talking Amen. about
0: play calling. I'm talking about running an offense like seven days a week, like the yeah, actual running of the it? offense. It's not just play what calling. Running
2: the offense. The offense is about hey, the play calling. No. If, but, if we get if we get news that
1: the fruit in the offensive team meeting room is uh, subpar or. Some of the guys aren't showing up on meetings. I'll put that on Zimmer. Amen. Running the offense on Tuesday is real tough. And if practices aren't going as smoothly as possible or maybe the schedule isn't posted on the wall, then those are all Zimmer things. I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. These are all things you should be responsible for.
0: So there's running like the
1: offense running the offense matters for three hours on Sunday and no other time.
0: So there's like there's 11 guys in the field trying to block another 11 guys. There's a million different options and routes and things you can do and schemes and personnel and guys you can sub in and out, and you think the entirety of an NFL offense is just the play call.
2: I think the entire, yes, the majority of
0: oh the boy. calls
2: are Norv Turner.
0: Yes. How do
1: we know? What percentage are audibles? <laughs> so... The point that you're making is that Zimmer should be responsible for getting the wide receivers to run better routes or for running back blocking schemes or... All of it. Or... Pulling
0: guards, whatever that is. <laughs> blocking from running him. backs and rec- teaching mean, Teddy to pick up a blitz and know what that is. Hot routes, have, really big into hot <coughs> routes. Um, they
1: have like... um. They have all these posts position
0: coaches. That work he's responsible a lot on for that. all of those too. He's responsible for all those positioning coaches and making sure they're doing their job. And then Norv Turner's job is like five percent of it.
1: The CEO of your company must do an awful lot if he's working. Yep, he's, if he's setting he's the doing vision, doing all the marketing plans and programming the website and. Deciding what products they are going <laughs> to come to market. I, I mean, he's got a lot of work to do. I
0: don't expect Zimmer to be holding the uh, blocking pads, um, but I think that he should <laughs> That's be.
1: Literally, the only thing you mentioned so far that you don't expect him to—that is pretty much all the
2: only thing.
0: I think that there's it's such, it's the. You know, it's like I don't the most think
1: you should put the lines on the field. I just expect you <laughs> to be there one hundred percent of the time while they're doing it with a ruler to make sure they're doing it right.
0: It's like the most complicated sport there is, I think, on a planet. It's so incredibly complicated and play calling is like just a little bit of of it's important, but it's not everything. It's certainly not everything. Um, I just think there's a lot more to it that again Norv Turner is not just doing play calling he's obviously doing a lot of shit Monday through uh, Saturday to prepare for it as well and I just think that when the offense sucks you guys immediately blame Norv Turner it's fine I immediately because blame Zimmer
2: He is the most important he is the most responsible for the offense is Norf Turner.
0: I think he's third only I think person it's that's Bridgewater says then he's Zimmer not, then Turner is you yeah, I think he's third most important. It's Bridgewater, Zimmer, and then
2: Turner. Oh, my God. Lost it. Crazy. Who picked a color in this office? It's taupe? It's taupe is pedestrian. You... Fire Zimmer. <laughs> Fire Zimmer.
0: <laughs> I don't think that he... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the Fire Zimmer camp, I guess. If he's seriously this clueless about the offense, I don't think he is. I think that's just your guys' point of view
2: from the quotes.
1: Hey, who spilled this wheelbarrow at the new stadium construction? That's
2: <laughs> it. Fire Zimmer. Yeah, Mike's lost control. <laughs> He's got
0: to get control of that wheelbarrow.
2: Okay. What's the Are we ever going to get any resolution on this? We're not, right? It's just no, going to be I, like... No, yeah. you've lost your mind. If you think Mike Zimmer is more important to the offense than Norv Turner... Yeah, Norv Turner's how we can ever how could
0: I ever, to this. How could I ever think that the guy more responsible is the guy responsible for Norv Turner? That's insane to me, of me. All right.
1: can't, <laughs> Let's move on from that. Let's go to the original question, which was, are the Bears or the Vikings going to win on Sunday?
0: The Bears. Uh, what are, I think the Bears will win by 11. I mean, they are legitimately a bad football team. I just don't bad. know that they can be that bad for so many weeks in a row. Like It just turns around. And the Vikings are bad. Like, they've played well against shitty teams.
1: No, they are bad. They are genuinely bad. Yeah.
0: Their four wins. Um, I guess they played okay in some of, in a, in a couple of them, but for the most part, it's just the other teams are really bad as well, and they just did enough to not to not lose. And most of those wins, besides St. Louis, could have gone either way, right?
1: Yes. Certainly,
0: Atlanta was pretty tense. Washington was tense. So that's three of them right there. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just just hopeful for Teddy B. I hope he does well.
1: Amen. Alright. Next item. Go play item. calls. <laughs> item. I still feel sad about Ricky Rubio. Oh what happened
2: to Ricky Rubio? Did he die? Is he dead?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. You didn't know that? What? You're, you're not gonna believe who killed him. North uh, Turner. North fucking Turner. <laughs> killed him.
2: That son of a bitch, Mike Zimmer.
0: Yeah, so it's Zimmer's Letting going make to jail Did Norv
2: Turner kill Ricky Rubio.
0: Zimmer's going to jail because Norv Turner killed killed R- Rubio. Uh no, Rubio got a um bad ankle sprain. He got a boo-boo. And he's going to oh, be out no. for a month or 6 weeks or something. Um and it kind of just ruins uh my interest in in the Timberwolves for now. There's not a whole lot there without Rubio. He was kind of the Should uh, they tank? Um should they tank? Uh, no, I don't think they should tank. They've still got Wait, decent players, but they're just, they're just not as as, as exciting with them. And they don't run as smoothly with them. Like, they're relying. on... Why shouldn't on... they tank? <laughs> uh... Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be just like on the recruiting trail. I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at invesco.com/slash-qqq. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices I, because he's going to be back soon. I think they're at a place where they've got enough young guys now that they've got their core. They don't need to to continue losing. They've been losing for 11 years now. Do you want him to tank? Well,
2: what, what am I? What, no, I'm trying to box you into a corner. I'm trying to.
0: Oh, sorry. Should I? How you do think I get my Sam Hinky is
2: a genius for tanking year after year, and they should tank, Philly should tank again. And his game plan is just so genius. Yet, Yet, the Wolves are not going to make the playoffs. Now they're without Ricky Rubio. And I propose them taking, just like you think the 76ers are geniuses for doing. And say, you say that's a bad problem, idea.
0: Jessa? Well, I think for the most part, um, the Sixers don't have. The Sixers already have young guys as well, but they're all injured or overseas. So. They can try to win as much as they want to, but it doesn't make any sense for them to tie up a bunch of cap room and salary um, for some, like, mid-level shitty veterans. You might as well just be shitty this year because you don't have the personnel. The Timberwolves, for them to tank, would have to, like, just not play their young guys, which would be really weird. Like, they'd have to play, like, Buttinger and Martin all the time and, you know bunch of really old guys it's not going to do them any good for the for the future of the organization for the future of the wolves they have to let these guys play maybe that is maybe that is is
1: still on the market
0: yeah 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 maybe still tank pretty easily yeah maybe tanking is playing levine and um and bennett and and wiggins so i guess it's possible it could be considered tanking they're just not going to be as fun should. for. they not going to be as fun for a few weeks until Ricky comes back because he was he was um, he's not really very replaceable on this roster, and he's been awesome so far. He's been really really good. So that's kind they're of they're sure
1: bummer. not going to be as dreamy without him.
0: No, no, God, no. Um, I'm sad
1: just thinking about it.
0: I know. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both, man. Um, we we should send him something
1: like a plant or a kitty.
0: A kitty, just sure. to cheer him up. I imagine that Clarence has a bunch of feral cats on his uh, compound. Do you want uh, to a- <laughs> just ship them?
2: Just to ship? We got a fuck ton. <laughs> we got so many of these things. Yeah, I go out, out in the shed, out in the lawnmower seat, and there's just cat hair all over the lawnmower seat because things are sleeping on a fucking lawnmower. They're you everywhere. You really have cats down there? Absolutely. Yeah. How many? Uh, no. Well, I, nobody. You can't own a cat. We have cats on our property. You I can't
0: own it. a cat. No, of course not. Yeah. I mean, it's They're like, not r- not it's like anymore. roping the wind.
2: Yeah, It's just like, <laughs> can't rope the
1: wind, Brandon. <laughs> I, I was going to use that as the episode
2: title, but I'm pretty sure we already had one called. That you I think We already it. did.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. i we've used that term. before.
2: Uh, yeah, we got cats. If you need one, you let me know.
0: I will. Don't expect to call. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Not going to be happening. Um, so Rubio will be back in a month, and that will make things uh, life better, um, better for me personally, at least. Hopefully, you guys as well. I'm having a kid soon, so I need some good TV, uh, some good TV coming on. So I need. I can to get understand back. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about parenting, uh, at least babies, is you're, there's only two emotions. You're either um, stressed out or bored. There's no middle mm-hmm. ground of like regular old happiness happening. It doesn't know. There's just none of that anymore.
1: At what age do they start to get fun?
0: Oh, probably different with any kid, but, um, God, I don't know. Um, I think the first three months are legitimately like, just, just not very fun at all. Again, they're either crying or they're sleeping, you know, for the most part, they're sleeping all the time when they're babies. Um, I think they start at Jones started getting fun around, I don't know six to nine months, somewhere around there, where they start kind of smiling and interacting. And and then it just gets, like, a tiny bit better every single day. And then, I don't know, Clarence, when do they become, like, legitimately um, not, like, a, a, a stressful sort of... Is it, like, four or five? You can actually take them to a movie or you can take them to a baseball game or you can go out to lunch with a buddy and bring the kid and not be, like, fucking stressed out? Because Jones is three, so he's still in that phase where, like, I love hanging sure. out with him, but he's also, like, crazy amount of work. What is the age where it's, like, kind of chill?
2: For uh, for us, I, so I think you were right that they start getting fun about six months, maybe nine, when they can start, uh, I think interacting is a good word that you used mm-hmm. for it. And I think you have a window there between six to nine months. And when they start uh, walking, when it actually goes, it's like a bell curve, or like, more like a sine wave. It goes back downhill because then there's a shitty time there when they can walk around, but they can't talk yet. So they're moving around, but you can't reason with, you can't like interact with them verbally and say, hey, knock this. They don't understand what you're saying so much and they can't tell you what's wrong with them, that's kind of a shitty time before they can talk. Then once they can start talking, then it starts pick that belt, that sine wave starts going back up. And I'd say it's maybe at like where they can start using the bathroom on their own, um, where you can go to a restaurant and give them a coloring book and they can sit quietly Mm -hmm. um, and keep themselves occupied. Maybe four, where it starts getting better again.
0: Okay, Yeah. Good, I'm almost there with the second one, just starting with the other one.
2: Yeah, and then it goes uphill from there, and then apparently, you know, now it starts, when they start getting closer to teenage years, and they start getting the the sassiness, the broxiness.
0: Oh, no, you got a couple little broxies in
2: the house right now? The poochiness, yep, and uh, then maybe it starts going back downhill a little bit. How
1: old is your oldest now, Clarence?
2: 11. Oh, couple years before the teenage years, prime pucci yeah. age. <laughs> getting, getting close, getting, get, starting to get in that pucci zone. Oh boy, getting hat backwards, doing ollies out in the driveway. Nobody likes the pucci zone.
1: <sighs> he's really Do here right now because he's got, yep. he's got two almost in the pucci zone at this point. Blaming oh.
2: Zimmer for the, you know, for his Ebola subordinates' crisis.
0: Blaming Zimmer for people that report to him. I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to pick that one up again because I feel like one of us is. We we usually sort of agree. Uh, you know, the most part.
1: If you want to talk more about that, you go right ahead. We are. <laughs> I don't know what more there's to talk about. I am. I am happy to cede the floor to you.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll do some research. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about what, but. <laughs> that's usually just my canned answer when I don't know what I'm talking about let me research. do some research yep. yeah I'm gonna do porn. some do some research and get back <laughs> to you do some
2: research porn click 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh. alright
1: next stew item item oh do we you get a strong... we got one more stew item oh okay okay gotcha if you have a strong opinion about Gene Glenn coaching third base for the Twins, do you blame your parents or is this a character flaw? Something.
2: How <laughs> the fuck are we supposed to know if Gene Glenn is a good third base coach or not? That's a great point. Nobody like seriously got upset about this, did they?
0: I think I that. Think so. Are you allowed to be upset on the principle of it all? Is that possible?
2: Sure. And well, you explain yourself
0: like Gene Glenn is not going to um, add or subtract the win total by more than maybe three runs over 162 games. He is worth at, if he's the best third base coach of all time, he's worth 0.3 wins. And if he's the worst, he's negative three, 0.3 wins. So that's not it. It's more about once again, hiring within the organization um, a franchise that needs a shake-up as bad as any or worse, um, in the major leagues, um, had a tiny bit of an opportunity and didn't do it at all. I don't, I don't personally subscribe to that, but I wouldn't necessarily be upset if people did.
2: I think you articulated that well. That's oh fair. My God,
0: thank you. I mean, so no, much. I do. I,
2: I do. I see your point now that because it's not an outside hire. Um, You're just mad in principle.
0: Yeah, and it's in conjunction with the other guy that they hired, um, um, Rudy Huxtable.
2: I honestly don't know who this guy is. Does anybody know who he is? No, Rudy Hernandez.
0: But they said 14 years in the organization. So I do feel, and I could just be dreaming, I do feel like there was some lip service paid by Ryan or St. Peter or somebody, and I could be totally off, but I felt like there was – wasn't there an expectation set a little bit by them of like we're going to do things a little bit differently or think outside the box or
2: all no, they s- said were they were going to interview interned. outside the organization candidates and they were going to hire a latin american coach okay now is root is root, i again i don't know anything about Rudy Hernandez does he speak spanish is is he the guy that they when they said Terry Ryan promised that there will be a Latin coach on the team. Is Rudy Hernandez the guy now or is he from like you know? Cranston? He's
0: from Tulsa. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean I honestly have no idea.
0: No, I think he's I think he's Hispanic.
2: Is he the guy? I don't mean to be just because his name's Hernandez, but I'm making assumptions here because they said they were gonna hire one and I don't know anything about the guy.
0: No, I, I'm pretty sure he's uh he speaks fluent fluent Spanish. Okay.
1: I was going to say Espanol and
0: it went Spanish.
2: You, you had two options to go just saying Spanish like a normal person or Espanol and you didn't oh, yeah. do either of those You just chose your own little from column A A little from column B
0: okay, Alright
1: This is America Speak
0: English I, think I speak A a Spanish. <laughs>
2: El Spanish. I don't. I don't have. If you said, okay, who is your ideal? Who do you wish more than anybody they picked as their third base coach? Fuck. I. Fuck. I, I don't know. I don't have any idea. I don't know who would be the ideal candidate. So this is fine. No, but now, here's
0: the thing: we need to get mad. All the time, otherwise we start getting to be
2: here, really I'll just get,
0: okay about everything. And, you know, this doesn't really matter a whole lot. And Molitor doesn't matter a whole lot. And, well, they got some young guys here or there. Then you become like that, that guy, and nobody else in Minnesota is screaming and yelling about the Twins. That needs to be our role.
2: They suck. I do know that when Gene Glenn sends a runner home who is obviously going to get thrown out, I am going to blame Paul Molitor.
0: Good. That's what you should be doing. No, I know what like, your I know what your point is, and that's stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid point.
2: No, it's the uh, exact same point.
1: No, it
0: isn't the exact same point.
2: I know how upset I got at Gardenheir when Alger would send Tommy and he'd get thrown out by 70 feet. Fucking hire, you jackass.
0: We when we watch that, we know a hundred percent that it was Alger's move and there's no other outside factors factoring in like that's all no, we know no
2: that. no no but Hardy's a third charge
0: a third it's, down just draw, like charles in charge except guardy's in charge it sounds like a great show i love it but a third down draw we don't know if um something else was called in and teddy decided not to do it and we don't know that we had to he had to do that because we don't know
2: if guardy has got like a little transistor radio and you know earbud see i kind of think ear. we know that
0: i kind of think that you he doesn't that. have that
2: you you don't know. I feel pretty sure
0: that he doesn't have a little transistor.
1: Well, we don't know if you, we don't know if Gary Alder out there and said, "Scotty, I want you to always be aggressive with sending runners because we're going to make things happen on the base paths."
0: Very true. But it's but either, aggressive or not, we would know for sure that that was a bad move. Aggressive, calling a steal, yes. That, though, is clearly a bad idea. Maybe he maybe Gardy put Alger, uh, one of those um stim, like electric stim things on his shoulder and pressed a button and made his arm wind up that automatically and Alger was yelling like, No! You don't know this isn't me!
2: I think that's actually pretty likely that it's, he did that.
0: You don't know for sure. Could you imagine no, I... Alger like just wanting to stop him and he's saying like, <laughs> No, no, no! Don't look yeah. at my arm <laughs>
1: Alright. Guys, listen to my words. Don't look at my actions. Stop looking. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining these guys wheeling around Third is Hulse's arm and just waving, and he's yelling, No! (laughs) No!" It's it's
0: involuntary. I I hate that this is happening to my arm. (laughs) You're going to be out.
1: I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I like that way better.
0: Uh, that's that is my reason for I don't actually I'm not mad at the Gene Glenn hiring but I can definitely see well I saw the tweet about hey they hired Gene Glenn and uh, Rudy her na- whatever and just being like oh Jesus of course but the damage has been done with Ryan coming back and
2: Molitor well who's fine it's, I think everybody is just real real I think everybody's holding their breath for the pitching coach. I really think that is that will be the fulcrum. That will that will be how Paul Molitor is judged. That nobody was like, "Oh, I wonder who the third base coach is. Nobody would gives a shit. Yeah, everybody is just waiting. No, truly, nobody cared about the hitting coach either. I really don't think they did. Brunanski, yeah, that's great. He deserved it. Um, first base coach, nobody's truly going to give a shit. An assistant hitting coach is a position I didn't know existed until maybe 10 hours ago I, it, so I, I don't think it does
0: games. exist I think they made it up
2: apparently I heard I read a thing that said like half the teams have them which I had again no idea they're probably uh, all interns I don't care. though that could be uh, pitching coach I think everybody's just bated breath waiting and if he picks like Burt the place is the town's gonna fucking burn you're gonna <laughs> burn the IDS center right to the fucking ground and uh, if he picks like I don't know Pittsburgh's guy, you know, is something that everybody loves. Well, everybody will love Paul. I think this will be his first big decision.
1: And I think we want to make sure that Ron Gardenhair doesn't end up being the bench coach.
2: That I will pretty much guarantee won't
1: happen. Yeah, it would
2: be surprising you know. considering
0: the reports that we've heard about those guys. I don't I don't think that we haven't heard that they like dislike each other,
2: but they definitely aren't like uh Bowling buddies, right? I think that there's kind of like a split in this in the coaching staff. So there was like Guardys guys, and then there was the guys that were brought in. And I feel like Brunansky, Molitor, those were the guys that were brought in. They weren't necessarily Guardy guys. Yeah, I think like Steinbach, Ulger, Babra, those are Guardys guys. Yeah, Rick and, Anderson, who's uh, like his Rick Anderson. And best friend. They won't be back. So Anderson, Barbara, Alger, Steinbach, Gardy, those guys won't be back. Brunansky and Molitor were brought in later in the game, and that's the only reason why. They're not Guardy guys. Does right. that make sense?
0: Do we have any timetable on, uh, have we heard any reports on when this pitching coach might get, not like there's any hurry at all, I'm just curious.
2: No reports. I heard something about how you can't, you have to ask permission to interview people that are under contract if it's before like December or something like that. So it may play out even past the winter meetings. Oh, okay. I thought I read something like that. There's no rush. I mean, what what is the pitching coach going to do in November anyways? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. No rush. Take time, boys. If you're gonna hire Bert, just fucking do it now. There's no way they if, hire it's, it's the gonna, TV if guy. Gonna, like, <laughs> get my all my burning shit like out now. Let me know now while it's warmer. You know, December is so cold.
0: Oh man, that would be the greatest day oh, of all time. That would just be <laughs> unbelievable. I'd be so it's happy. Not,
2: it will be somebody with lots of experience that Muller isn't gonna hire some newcomer it's that's never coached been a pitching coach before because
0: he's old and doesn't have contacts with the 35 year old dudes
2: it's very similar to the mike zimmer situation that he's never been a manager before and he's going to want to rely on a pitching coach that's actually done it before where mike zimmer had never been a head coach so he wanted an offensive coordinator where he could just hand over the reins and say here you worry about the offense i'll worry about everything else But no, Mike Zimmer's in charge of all... I'm sorry. The, the paint is peeling wait, right. on the boat outside of the fucking winter park. Zimmer! I
0: don't think he's in charge of the maintenance crew. I think he's in charge of no, one of the of most important the parts of the fucking modern football game. If Paul Molitor... Fish, if rats from the head down. I agree. So if the pitching is terrible next year... Yes, of course, the pitching coach has to do with whatever, but I'm also going to blame Paul Molitor. <coughs> like, dude, you suck. You shouldn't be a manager if you don't know what you're doing with – he obviously was asked that question in the interview, right? Like, what's your philosophy or do you know understand the fundamentals or how to manage a bullpen, whatever? If he just gets like, I, I don't know. I'll hire somebody else to think of that. He's not going to get the job. There's no way Zimmer walked in and was like, I'm a defensive man. And that's it. That's crazy. You're giving him too much credit, and you're not blaming him because you like that he um,
2: you're giving has a him dirty mouth. More, you're saying he's more responsible for the offense. I'm saying the he's dark, responsible for the, the craziest goddamn thing I've ever heard in my effing life. The
0: only reason he's not responsible is because he told the media that he didn't want to be responsible, and everyone goes, okay, that's cool. That's okay. He said he didn't want to be responsible for the offense, so he's not responsible. That doesn't work in any other organization uh, in America, you don't just—you're not allowed to say part of your Crazy organization man. is just. You're not going to be good at it. No, you have to learn, or you can't be the CEO. That's
1: how it works, or you get fired. That's unequivocally not how it works. I think it is <laughs>
2: not in any way how it really does work. But
0: I think if it's fifty percent of how your organization is run, you better be really smart about knowing what to do. Maybe not the details, obviously. Running an organization, you have to be a little more um, uh, set apart from it. But you need to know what you're doing. Otherwise, you don't get the job. That's my point. So who would hire Zimmer if he's like, I don't know, man. I don't uh, don't really know offenses. I've been caring about defenses for the past 40 years. That's it.
1: I'm pretty sure he didn't say that in his interview. (laughs)
0: Okay, so he said he knew what he was doing or he has philosophies <laughs> or has been around the game enough where he can lead a modern offense. Or
1: so, so so, let me back up and make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. So you're saying that what Norb Turner is only responsible for is executing Mike Zimmer's offensive vision.
0: Um... Mm, I don't know that if that's...
1: Zimmer, that Zimmer has laid out his vision for what he wants the team to do on offense. And Norv is merely a middle management lackey charged with executing...
2: Please say you agree player. with that. Please say. Please <laughs> no, say
1: you agree. no it's you not.
0: Saying? No, I don't think he's just... Well, on, what
1: are you saying? <laughs> I
0: think that he has, of course, input on the vision, but I also think that there's no way Zimmer throughout the week is just sitting with the defensive team for 90 percent of his days he's half invested in the offense he's spending half of his time doing
2: what when he's invested in the what is he doing
0: do you I, i have no idea what a head coach does day to day my guess is it's some again it's he's watching some film on what worked and what didn't work and he's giving his guidance on do more of this do less of that and he's offering uh this personnel should be playing more this should be playing less these guys need to play together these plays are working these plays aren't working i don't know if he gets down into like the specifics beyond like if we're going to be doing uh any counter runs this guard is better at it than this guard i have no fucking idea but i i think i hope that he's as invested in the offense as he is the defense because they're equally important and if you're a head coach you need to be in both i know that like they maybe maybe he's like 55-45 or maybe 60-40 a little bit more because he's better at it. But for him to just go and say, I'm not great at the offense, so I'm going to give him to this guy. I don't think that we should just be accepting of like, oh, that's okay. I-, I get it. That's just what he wanted, so we should be fine with it. That's That's insane to me. You're playing into his hands. He's a little puppet master, and you guys are as little just dancing around. I love Zimmer so much.
2: No, you he's are giving do, him do. more credit or blame for the offense than Norv. That's what you said, more than Norv. Not that he's just in meetings and saying, hey, here's my two cents, Norv, on what you're doing. You're saying he's more responsible than Norv.
0: Yeah, a little bit,
2: but, a little what? bit
0: more. I think he's a little bit more responsible than Norv, yeah, because I think he is the decision maker. I think he is.
2: Clarence I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't either. He's not the decision maker. He's not the one fucking making the call. I don't
0: know what to do. Specific yeah, play calls to... on Sunday um, are are an aspect of it.
2: He's got don't the don't. recorder. There's nothing I can do. I can't. Anymore. We're a, we're SOL here. It's <laughs> uncharted waters. We even got a fucking map for this one. Um,
0: we should. I'm gonna maybe. I probably won't because I've been drinking and I'm tired. But I'd like to do some follow up on this and find out exactly what a head coach versus a coordinator's roles
2: I don't think are Do do any follow up? <laughs> I don't think it's necessary.
1: Huh.
2: I don't I don't I don't think. <laughs> I don't, I don't want
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get all figured out, huh? All right.
1: Let's talk about the wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay, maybe I'm wrong oh. Maybe I might be But I don't think that I am I feel pretty okay, good about so this We want
1: to talk about the wild a little bit Because I was the one who was panicking last week, and Clarence was telling me it was just one of 82 games. It was a little. I bit never of said, role said one of 82.
2: Michael Rand said one of 82. You said I never one said of that. No, I did
1: not. You said that last week on the podcast. Uh, I the might record.
2: have said it then. I don't <laughs> think I did, but and <clears throat> okay. I, I made the point that
1: they looked that they played terrible against Pittsburgh and good teams, mm-hmm. only terrible, and everybody said no, they'll still be fine. They're doing great, and look what happened. Pessimism won the day. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, Zach Friese got hurt, and uh, they're not a deep enough team to absorb that that uh, injury. To absorb and
1: losing one guy.
2: Yeah, the best player on their team? Yeah, uh, that, that hurt them, yes. It, I just The thing that I can't
1: understand the most, and we've talked about this a lot, and so maybe we don't need to talk about it again, but the last few games have been some of the worst Worst games that we've seen The power play scored two goals this year They're still terrible and yet Last night they're playing New Jersey They go on the power play They trot out the same first power play They've been trotting out all season I couldn't Literally agree more the whole year. They didn't score the second power play Now maybe this is the time That they might change something They might say you know we're 2 for 29 On the power play I don't think What we're doing is working Let's change it up a little bit and they trot the same guys out there for a minute and 20 seconds mm-hmm. generating no shots and having Nothing. a power play that involves Ryan Suter skate back, skating back to get the puck from behind his own net. And how, how can you look at that? If you're Mike Yo and you're Andrew Burnett, who theoretically was hired to coach the power play and right now is just stealing money from the organization, how can you look at that and go, you know what, guys? I think we just need to stay the course here. Miko, you're doing a heck of a job. Suter? Heck of a job, you guys stay on the first power play. We're not going to change a thing. Why have they not changed something, Thomas Vanek? You know what? I know you're not shooting the puck ever. That's okay. You stay there. Try something. Put well, common.
2: what do all those players have in common? Um, they're old. That's <laughs> it. They're veterans. I we've talked about this since the podcast started. Yo is. It defers the veterans. He is whether he's afraid to confront them or demote them. He gave Danny Heatley thirteen hundred minutes last year. Danny Heatley was had nothing, nothing, and he gave him thirteen hundred minutes. He will not bench a veteran. He won't do it. If anything, he'll give them more minutes. He won't do it. That's it. We we've talked about this for two years now.
0: I don't. So, is there an answer? Just, There's no answer. There's no answer.
2: The answer. This is all things we already knew. This is we all. This is what I keep saying, John. Their problems are all things we already knew. They have shaky, streaky goaltending. They defer to their vets too much, and their power play system sucks. This is it, all the three points we had before the season.
1: I, I, I do have one bright spot that I want to talk about. I really think Mikko Koivu has a chance to be the best fourth-line center in the league. <laughs> they put him on the fourth line. I think he's great on the checking line. I think he can kill penalties.
2: That would be a perfect role for him. I think we should do it immediately. They have strengths, so they have a solid defensive system. They have young, skilled, fast forwards and some veterans that do play their roles well. But they have those negatives that we just talked about also. And because they have those two things, they're they're always gonna be streaky.
0: Is Yo ever gonna learn, you think? Or is this just who he is?
2: I don't know. I I wonder about that's a great question because he is still the youngest coach in the NHL, I believe. He's still extremely young for his position. So does that mean? I think it's more about experience so
0: young, than age, right? I mean, if you're 35 but have been coaching for 12 years, that's to me you're older you know, than a 45-year-old who's coaching 30, for 10 you know,
2: years. And you have a two Stanley Cups. Well, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. The veterans got to respect you because you have that track record. When you're 38 and you've been coaching for three years and you've won one playoff series or whatever, what? You're going to go to the veterans and say, you know what, we really need to demote you to the the third line.
0: So how long has he been the coach?
2: Like how long has he been the head coach? Third season.
0: Third season. So what do you think? you think he's ever going to get better? Is this just going to be like he's just going to be fired at some point? I think he can.
2: I I hope he can. I hope after he gains some years, then he gains that credibility and can go to the veterans and say, no, you need to do it this way. Rather than just you guys do whatever you want, you get your twenty minutes every night because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna demote you.
0: In <sighs> his point of view on why they suck now is because dealing with some injuries and yes. uh, a Which little bit true. of streaky goaling. True, and we'll we'll right this ship. We got a good squad, and uh, we'll get there. We'll be there, and in. in May or whenever the fuck the playoffs are. That's his point?
2: That's his point. And those points have some merit, but it doesn't justify just keep banging your head into the wall every night doing the same goddamn thing and not getting any results. Yeah, all I'm
1: asking is for one sign that maybe it's time to change one thing. I don't know what that needs to be. Maybe... Maybe not having the same five guys trudge out there on the first power play. Just some indication that they're trying something different. I don't know what that is. I'd just like to see some. Well,
2: what it, for example, you've got, you know, Vanek and Pominville as the Wings getting the bulk of the power play minutes. And they're not producing. Yeah. They've had 44 chances and they've had two goals. You've got other talented, skilled wings that you could give more minutes to. You've got Coyle. You've got Rider, You've got Zucker, who I, I don't know that his game will transfer to the power play, but you can at least try. Uh, you know, He's more of a speed game, bring it in on transition, beat a guy. He's not a set up the offense in the offensive zone and move the puck around. That's not necessarily his strength, although he, he's done it well. You know, elsewhere, at other levels, <sighs> but you're right, John. Try something. You do have the personnel to at least try it. It's not like you just say, "I've got nobody else here. I have to play Miko five minutes a night on the power play." I've got nobody else. No, that's not true. You do have other players. I, Give them a it shot. It Hasn't worked. Yeah, that's <laughs> <sighs> whatever. We talked about. We talk about this every fucking episode. But it keeps as long as it's true, maybe we just keep talking about it. I don't know.
1: I think it makes me feel better.
2: We talked about it before the season started.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah, <sighs> it's it's it does make me feel better to talk about things we already know. That's helpful. It's therapy. That's, that's what hap- this this podcast has basically become a therapy session. Right. Why we
1: refer to it as group?
0: This is, yeah. Let's talk true. about
1: that in group, guys. Yeah. Alright, that's all I wanted to talk about for the while just to make my I don't feel I just better. I feel less like a crazy person. I don't feel better. I feel, I feel more worse.
0: crazy than when we started, unfortunately. This is I do too. I nervous. feel worse
2: and crazier.
0: I feel like um disrespected. Um uh professionally embarrassed. Um clowned upon. I feel as if I've been clowned upon. Um yeah, I feel like earlier in this Creamed? episode we were Creamed all ab- upon I feel like earlier in this Wait, episode did you say
2: creamed upon or clowned upon
0: to- we all agreed that we'd love the D and all of a sudden it's all over it's all over my face and I feel like it's not something <laughs> that I wanted to face? happen it's egg it's some. It's something creamy it's not quite egg not I mean it's opaque yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's milky um, salty I'm not gonna yeah it's salty it's salty yeah yeah, <laughs> so that's what makes that's now. I need to have a follow up podcast with a different crew of people to to feel better. I'm gonna call no juice.
1: Those guys would be me feel just better. like them. Steal Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: all right, I think we've aired all of our grievances.
1: Could be worse. Brandon, last week people were calling me a serial killer, so.
0: That's true. That's true. Item
2: is John a serial killer?
0: Is John into serial killer. killings? Are you still just rocking Christmas music all day, every day, John? Just Mariah do Carey. Snow, and,
1: do you think the snow made me stop? I don't
2: want a lot for Christmas.
0: Meliklikimaka is the
1: wise way.
0: Yeah. I still have not been able to think of one good Christmas song, John, so I'm all ears if you can uh, point one out to me. Okay. No, you're not interested, are you?
1: Not especially. No. <laughs> I got called a serial killer enough last week. Not
0: playing along. You've, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I'm going to go research uh <laughs> I'm going to do some okay. research. I'm going to do some reading. Porn. Porn. Gotta, click, click. <laughs> click, click. Mm-hmm. I gotta research okay. some different uh uh some professional stuff, some amateur <laughs> stuff, just to butts.com, click
2: click, click <laughs> www.butts.com. buttlovers.org. B L <laughs> dot dot net <laughs> <laughs> dot <edu. laughs> Butts Butts.edu butts dot
0: Butts university <laughs> population me. <laughs> yikes okay that's quite enough i can't believe i'm still recording um all right so we're gonna hopefully do another one of these soon and ideally it'll be uh less of a train wreck uh until then um keep on keep on keeping on and uh keep on loving butts everybody
2: (laughs) go zimmer (laughs) yeah bye bye hi i'm daniel
0: founder of pretty litter